Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. A number of our uh, listeners have been in contact with us to uh, query why people treat them differently because they happen to have an American accent or they happen to have uh, an English accent. And um, some, particularly Americans, feel it's okay. They say that people think it's okay to treat them differently uh, because they're from the States or from England. In fact, I was talking to one of uh, my colleagues here at News Talk earlier on, and she was explaining how her husband is English and all of their family and friends think it is perfectly okay to constantly uh, rip the mickey out of him because he's English. They sing songs like the Black and Tans at him. Um, it, it's a constant thing that um, friends, and these are friends, but they still think it's okay to slag somebody because they happen to be uh, English. If you are from another country, from the UK or from uh, the States, do you find yourself being treated differently. And, you know, we were talking, it was the conversation earlier on in the week about the the women's football team and uh, their antics in the dressing room. And the conversation was about uh, the anti-British sentiment. And I spoke to an English uh, man a couple of weeks ago who still feels dreadfully discriminated against as soon as he opens his mouth here in Ireland. And I thought, I really found that very strange that in 2022, where all of our history is in our history, um, people still get treated differently from our nearest neighbours and from um, another country that has taken the Irish in in our millions. Jeff is on the line from uh, Killarney in County Kerry. Jeff, as an American, what's your experience of this? Do people treat you differently because you may have an American accent? Well, certainly, if they don't know who I am, they will. So uh, my experience is, um, you know, I'm a a homeowner. I have two kids here in Killarney. Uh, They go to school here. And if I need services, whether it be a plumber that doesn't know me or anything, Mm -hmm. they hear the American accent, and I guarantee you they'll charge me more money. Really? Yeah. For sure. They think I have more money because I'm American. And uh, do, uh, do they think you're a tourist, so therefore you'll have more money to spend? Is that what it is? Maybe, maybe. Or they think that I'm working for a big multinational corporation or that the corporation itself is perhaps housing me here. Um, but because I, I, I've been I, in I have to be honest, uh, any time, in fact, it only happened to me when I left here uh, yesterday afternoon, I heard uh, two or three Americans talking just around the corner. My automatic assumption is if you have an accent like yours, then you're a tourist, you're, you're visiting, yeah, you're yeah, not staying, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So when people hear your accent, they're more inclined to charge you more money. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or they don't provide, you know, you know, very good service. They think that, you know, either I'm a blow-in or that. And I've been here since 2004. And even, you know, uh, when my when my wife when my wife was alive and she she was Irish, and I'd have her be the one that would contact people if we needed anything in the house done, or if we needed any, you know, even to call the doctor or to call, you know, to need needed anything. I would She's have the her one do that would make the phone call rather than yeah. you. Yeah, because they hear my voice and they treat me very differently. That is extraordinary. It really is. Although, like I said, without without any 
the three people I saw outside this building here yesterday with American accents, I automatically assumed are tourists. They may well not be. They could have been here for years. For sure, yeah. I, I certainly haven't taken on any type of uh, Irish accent. No, you haven't. I can tell you that for certain. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're living in Killarney, there's not a touch of a Kerry accent in there no, at all. No, 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 not at all. Stay there for a second, Jeff. Uh, Jen is on the line too. Uh, Jen, also from uh, America, but you were saying that things were a little bit worse during the Trump era. Oh, yeah. Um, also American living in Monaghan. And if you don't know me, um, you assume I'm a tourist. And it was amazing to me that people I didn't know um, would immediately, uh, you know, hear the accent and think that it was, you know, time to take take the piss out of me. Um, ask about Trump, ask about politics, um, you know. Uh, it, it seemed to be my accent seemed to be an intro to talk about things that I thought were more personal than <laughs> than a stranger. Mm, okay, so people would hear your accent and then automatically dive into a conversation over uh, Trump and what's happening in America and stuff that you probably don't even want to talk about. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and how do you deal with that then? Uh, you you appreciate that all they're you know all they're doing it for is for the crack, um, and you either step away and say something polite and move on to another conversation. Um, but you know I, I generally would try not to engage, um, but I've been here a while as well, and I'm involved in the community, and and usually it was just strangers because you know the folks in in my community know me. Yeah, it's it's interesting, the whole uh, Americans and politics thing. The one thing I think many of us have discovered in the last couple of years, uh, especially as America's become more and more divided, is don't talk politics with an American. It's as simple as that. I don't know that that's necessarily true. Um, I love to talk politics, but I'm not going to do it with a stranger um, because you don't know what position they're coming from. You know, you have an intelligent conversation about politics, but... Generally, it's with a friend and you know what their point of view is, or it's somebody you at least know. Mm. Um, but to immediately leap into politics um, with somebody you've never met before and only because of their accent, uh, that's a little off-putting. And uh, Jeff, just as a matter of interest, uh, have you discovered that, that, uh, that people, when they hear your accent, want to talk about the tragic state of American politics? Oh, for sure. I mean, even after I first moved here, and if I was to get a taxi anywhere, the ta- I'd always get the same two questions. Where are you from and who did you vote for? <laughs> really? And that was always the way in which they would make a determination to say, oh, okay, so you're not from the South and you voted for Clinton. You know, oh, you must be one of the good Americans then. <laughs> because uh, sadly, we do have that perception. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, Chris, stay stay there, both of you, if you can. I want to go to uh, Chris for a different point of view uh, on this. And uh, Chris is from uh, the UK. I mentioned I spoke to an English guy a couple of weeks ago who's been living here for years and still to this day gets anti-English sentiment in particular, maybe not British sentiment, anti-English sentiment. Uh, Chris, are you English or what part of the UK are you from? Um, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm English, uh, originally from the northeast, but uh, grew up in London. Been here 30 years, and actually, to be honest, we hardly ever get any abuse from anybody, only from family and friends. Um, oh, that's interesting, actually, because I was mentioning about a colleague earlier on whose husband is English and constantly gets the mick ripped out of him by uh, family and friends. That's all you ever find here? 
Well, that's, yeah, mainly. Look, the, the good thing about being English is it, that wherever you go in the world, people hate you. Um, <laughs> you and that's a good thing. Yeah, well, you kind of get used to it. And um, it, it, it ceases to become offensive. And, you know, it is funny. You know, there, there's not enough humor in the world. I really don't mind if people want to say something uh, funnily against the English. I don't think it's badly intended. I'm surprised that the Americans are getting it because... Um, you know, I love America. I love the American people in general. I didn't know there was something. But I get the uh, feeling from talking to both uh, Jeff and Jen, it's not that it's necessarily um, negative per se. It's just being treated differently because of the way they speak. Yeah, but it wouldn't be that. It wouldn't be that for me. But I, what I do find uh, frustrating is the amount of time spent on British politics going on and on and on about what's happening in the UK. Why just get on with what's happening here? Yeah, I think Brexit probably has brought that more into focus in terms of people having an opinion here in Ireland, having an opinion on something like Brexit and Boris Johnson. and. Well, yeah, I get it. But it's on every news. It's on... It, it's in the papers. It, it's, I don't mind anybody, any person saying to me, look, they don't agree with Brexit, whatever. And, and that's fine. All of it's, I wouldn't have actually gone for Brexit personally. Um, I was living in Ireland at the time, and I'd, I'd been living in other places abroad, and it suited me uh, to be part of the EU. But there was a vote, you know, and just let people get on with it. Um, okay, I, but, I but generally speaking, your English accent hasn't drawn any, anything negative. It did in the early days. I mean, I'd, I'd, um, I'd hear the odd comment, but I'm going back into the 90s. And, and I think the worst abuse I ever got was in uh, a pub called Kittler's Inn in Kilkenny. I was living down there. And I did get some verbal abuse. And that was from a Welshman. Oh, right, okay. He was wondering why I was here. I was thinking, really? Okay. <laughs> but, so, uh, so it was okay for him to be there, but not you, because you're English. Exactly. <laughs> right, Exactly, okay. yeah. Oh, very interesting. All right, stay there for a moment. I want to go to uh, Amanda, and Amanda is on the line in uh, Limerick. Amanda, where are you from, and do you get the mick taken out of you because of it? Um, no, I'm in South Africa. Um, actually, usually my accent is a is an icebreaker for conversations because people never guess it right. Yes, because they think it's New Zealand or they think it's Australia, and or are never sometimes even New- Norwegian. Norwegian, um, but it also depends. Like Americans will often think I'm British. Uh, anyone Irish or British will think, "How do they possibly mistake that for British?" Because mm-hmm. it's clearly not. But um, yeah, I, I think it's you know, if your only experience of the South African accent has been through TV or or movies, you haven't heard my accent before, so you're not expecting it. Um, everyone who has a South African friend, they're usually the ones who are like, "Oh, yeah, I can hear your South African." Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, but well, no, I, I, I struggled. I struggled, should I say, to differentiate, for example, the difference between an Australian and a New Zealand accent until I got to know a New Zealander, and now I can tell the 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 difference. Um, so, uh, being from South Africa and the accent that you have actually helps for people yeah. to to start even querying where your accent is from. Yes, and it's it's a great way to break the ice and have conversations with people. So when they discover that you're from South Africa, what sort of reaction do you get? There's usually one of two, like, oh, really? That's amazing. I'd love to go there one day. Or, 
Oh, really? That's amazing. I went there once and it was great. <laughs> right, OK. So ne- the, you never get a, how did you end up here or what brought you over here? Oh, yeah, I get that a lot. But but in a, it's always asked from a place of curiosity and not uh, not a, like, what are you doing here, taking our jobs? Right, you haven't gotten that. That's good. OK, no. so well, uh, one of the things that I would imagine... Uh, that makes your accent a little bit more romantic for people or exotic for people is that we've never had any history with South Africa in the same way that we Irish have had history with uh, the British and the Americans. So, you know, we don't have a preconceived opinion of a South African. That's true. And uh, as a South African, we have a common base of, you know, colonial um, oppression and colonial history to to link arms with and, 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 you know, commiserate over pints with. Mm. Let me just go back to um, uh, to Chris from England. Um, Chris, you were saying that you never get any uh, grief over, over your accent. Uh, would you be, for example, an English football fan in, in terms of supporting the English soccer team? Um, actually, no. I'm, oh, okay. I'm a cricket and, and Formula One man. Okay, and so you, 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 you weren't... There. You weren't walking I, I, around uh, the streets um, when England were playing Italy in the Euro final last year, no? Uh, no. No. Because no, I, I wonder how that, that would go down. Uh, well, look, I've, I've stood in many a pub uh, when there'd been a foreign match on, and all the Irish are actually cheering for the foreign team, whatever it is, you know, for Moldova. They'd be supporting Moldova <laughs> versus England. But... I really don't have a, a, a problem with that at all. It, one guy, obviously very Irish, was shouting for uh, this match in a pub one time for the Italian team. And I, I walked up to him and I said, oh, just a matter of interest, what, what part of Italy are you from? Really? Okay. And he kind, of, <laughs> he kind of looked at me sheepishly and just said, oh, you know, we just don't like to don't like to support the English. So. Right. Uh, right. Another thing that annoys... And, and, and annoys that, sorry, go on. On that subject, I, I just want to say that I think the... Irish girls' team were taken way too much to task of what happened the mm. other night. They don't deserve, and it took away from from their success. It is unfortunate. It's very unfortunate for them because we it was uh, really we, unfortunate. we need to remember what a significant achievement it was for them to qualify for their first ever World Cup. In fact, that that story sadly hasn't gone uh, gone away. I saw earlier on a letter sent by. Uh, one of the MPs from the DUP up north uh, to Birmingham City Football Club asking them to reprimand the players that play for Birmingham that are on the Irish team that were singing that the other day. So it's not gone away, which is... That generation don't know anything about it. And and obviously there's some people that would have been offended by it, but I think 99% of people that, that English, whatever, just it was after-match songs, bits and pieces... And it's a real shame that the the real success was kind of mired mm. in, in all of this. All right, good to talk to you. Thanks very much indeed. Uh, if you want to get involved in the in this conversation, if you've any uh, comments to make, you can text us on five three one zero six. You can call us on eighteen hundred four five three one zero six. Does your accent lead to any discrimination or do you get treated in any way differently? We might get to uh, take some of your calls on that uh, before the end of the programme. Uh, also, in just a couple of minutes, we're going to be talking about the fact that uh, today is National or is it tomorrow? Uh, National Album Day. And we're going to be asking you, what is your favourite album of all time and uh, why? All that and much more still to come. But ahead of all of that, let's try and win some money. 
Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. Before the break, we were talking about reactions to accents and nationalities. Uh, John is on the line. John, you're English, living here in Ireland? Yeah, for about 18 years. 18 years, and that's a mighty strong English accent if ever I heard one. It's a northern one, yeah. Okay. Uh, And what has your experience been, being English, living in Ireland for 18 years? Uh, I drink in a certain pub in Offaly, and obviously I drink drink with Guinness. And if I put put a pint of Guinness down, I turn around, and the lads have put slices of oranges in it. (laughs) No. What's that about? Uh, because of a Protestant, you <laughs> And uh, But this is all, you know these people, I assume. These are. Oh, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. They do it all the time. Right, but you're. It, it, it doesn't half cut the Guinness up. But you're English? Yes. You're not a member of the Orange Order, I wouldn't have thought, no? <laughs> no. If, if I was, I wouldn't say it on radio anyway. <laughs> and you certainly wouldn't say it in that pub. <laughs> no. All I want to, yeah, you just to wind them up. So uh, you, you're sitting there having your pint of Guinness and the lad's ripping yeah. the mick out of you because yeah. you're English. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll drop some slices of orange and sit them on top of your Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> okay, do, does that joke become tired after a while? Um, no, I mean, I once got a Christmas card and from England and a friend of mine sent it over and he just put on the address, big fat English chef from Blackpool, and I got it. <laughs> it arrived in the post? Yeah. <laughs> so, hang on. Your friend from England sent you a Christmas yeah. card addressed... Yeah. Whereabouts do you live? Um, I live in Offaly. In Offaly. And it was addressed yeah. to the big fat English fella in Offaly. In Offaly, yeah. <laughs> English chef. Oh, English chef, the big fat English yeah. chef in Offaly, and it got yeah. to you. It got to me, yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> I love it. I love uh, it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, generally speaking, other than uh, your mates in the pub uh, ripping it out of you for being English and putting orange into your uh, slices of orange into your Guinness, other than that, not much, no? Well, yeah, I, I live in a little village which is totally GA orientated. And when I go out for a pint, suddenly lunchtime and I'm not working, and they're all watching GA on television, I ask the landlord to change over so I can watch the cricket. Oh, watch the what? The cricket. The cricket? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You stand out like a sore thumb and awfully then. Oh, yeah, no, 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 I'm all right. <laughs> Fair play to you, Alan. Great to talk to you. Thanks very much indeed. It's lunchtime live here at News Talk. 53106 is our text number. You can call us on 1800 456 Um I had that taunting from friends too, says this message. I used to go along with it, uh, with the laugh, but it got tiring. What worked for me was I spoke with them individually, maybe a day or two later, and said uh, I didn't like it and I asked them to stop. They did. If they weren't friends and continued to taunt, I just asked them to stop embarrassing themselves. That worked too. I feel for uh, the I feel for that guy being taunted by his family every time. Let me go next to uh, Alan. Alan, you're Scottish. I am. 
You are. Um, tell me your story. Do you ever get slagged for being Scottish? No, um, actually, since I've come to Ireland, I've been in Ireland now about 15 years. Um, I've had a very, very positive reaction over here. See, we like, um, the, we like the Scots. That's the difference. It seems to be, yeah. And I have, I have definitely very, very positive um, interactions with people here. I have to slow down sometimes, um, as I still have a, bit, a little bit of an accent. A little but, bit? Yeah, but generally, <laughs> people seem to... Um, take it on board and they quite like it. So I, I've been here, as I say, 15 years. I live in Galway. I'm up in Connemara quite a bit and I have to slow down, obviously, a little bit up there so they can understand me. But generally, it's been a fantastic reaction. The only negative negativity I've ever heard towards a Scot here in Ireland is a group of lads I saw uh, in Dublin city centre about two years ago, just before the pandemic, and they were wearing uh, football jerseys from a certain football team from Glasgow that wasn't Celtic. And um, they got a bit of grief for that. But generally, I think we love the Scots unless they're wearing that blue jersey. Well, I I would tend to agree. Now, thinking about it, I I was working in Cork a a good few years ago now, and it was the only time I, I got some serious grief. Um, I got run out of a pub. The workmates didn't like me, and I had to quit my job. Really? That is, yeah, that, that is the only time. And what was that about? Um, was it, it because... Was ignorance. It, it was about ignorance, really. Um, I was called a tan on a, on a daily basis. Um, I, I'm not... A royalist, I'm, I'm more for Scottish independence than anything else. Uh, my, my politics are minimum. Mm. But on a daily basis, this this was at a tea time, and whenever they wanted to call me over, it was get that tan over here and, you know, derogatory mm. comments. Oh, so that. you have had ne- negative experiences then? Yeah, but it was only the once, you know, and for, for 50 years, I, I don't find that a problem. No, I suppose not. Okay. Well, as I said, it, it, we seem to have a thing for the Scots here uh, in Ireland. Stay there for a moment. I want to go to uh, Christopher, who's also on the line. Christopher, what's your experience been? Where are you from? Um, I'm from London originally. Um, I married an Irish girl, and we came back here in 2005. So you're here 17 years. Yeah. And what is your experience being a Londoner in Ireland? Pretty good on the whole. Um my one bad experience um, was when we were by looking for a house. We went with one auctioneer to a house, and he was quite an arrogant sort of bloke and had a very flash car. I think he just made loads of money on the boom. And he asked me, um, "Has anyone ever called you a tan bastard?" <laughs> oh, really? Oh, right. Okay. Is that but not he insulted uh, my wife as well, and she's Irish, so. Is that not just a slag for Scots? No. I always <laughs> thought it was. No, maybe not. And, and how did you react to that? I, I was completely taken aback, actually, and um, I didn't really react to it. I just sort of smiled. But he said it with a laugh on his face, so I guess, guess he was just trying to get a rise out of me. But um, that's the only time it's happened. Uh, everyone else has been really nice pretty that's much good. since I've been here. That's good to hear. But it, it does sometimes, although you don't have a very pronounced accent, it doesn't stand out. Like, for example, our Scottish friend a moment ago is a very strong accent. No, I, actually, I encountered. I lived in Wales for eight years before I came to Ireland, and I encountered much more racism against 
me being English in Wales than I ever did in in Ireland. Really? Because I always thought there was, uh, uh, certainly between the Scots and the English, yeah, I can understand that. I never thought it was as bad a thing between the Welsh and the English. Well, it was in the area I was. I mean, a lot of the people were nice, but I did encounter a lot of racism, especially when I went into pubs and things like that. Okay, well, we're hearing lots of stories coming in on this. Richard is on the line uh, as well. Richard, what's your experience been? Well, mainly positive, but I was saying to your colleague there, a couple of weeks ago, I was standing on Henry Street chatting to a colleague, uh, and a drunk guy came up to me <laughs> I've never met before and just out of the up the IRA and walked off again, all happy with himself. <laughs> and, it, and, and it was, you know, like it, it was laughable at the time. And the, the guy I was with, an Irish guy, was very embarrassed. He said, I'm so sorry. And it was, you know, we laughed about it. But, but what I was saying to your research, your colleague there, is I kind of, you know, it's laughable sometimes, you know, but, but there is something sort of hidden deep down. And I'm kind of just wondering, you know, if, if Sinn Fein, for example, get into power, will this, will this become worse? Will people's sentiment towards England become more emboldened and, you know, will, will it reinforce? Is it? It's. You know, I don't know. It's. There's something. Yeah. One thing I have noticed over the last uh, couple of years is definitely a, a change in sentiment, particularly towards the English, because of things like Brexit. And I've I've heard Irish people who would never comment in any way almost laughing when they see uh, English people queuing up in Spanish airports to get through passport control and stuff like that, which is all as a result of Brexit, and thinking that that's very uh, funny. Now, it's not anti-English, but it is subconsciously anti-English, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think it is. I'm an odd lad, because I'm Irish parents. I grew up in London, you know, I'm a a Catholic, but I'm, I'm... British and British sounding and I as a kid I couldn't decide which side of the fence I sat on I was you know I was kind of anti-British growing up because I was going to that rebellion phase and then my dad taught me out of it and told me that Britain had given him everything a job and a future and a career and education and I became more British and nowadays I'm probably leaning more British than I would Irish even though I now live in Ireland and very happy here It's, it's I think it's a kind of sad thing really because there's an awful lot more that link the two countries together in, in the people than there are differences. But we just, as human beings, we seem to find an incredible ability to pick out the differences. Absolutely. We- and it was something I mentioned earlier on uh, with the lady from South Africa. We don't have an intertwined history with South Africa, so therefore her South African accent would stand out as a little bit more exotic, where we do have an intertwined history with the English. Yeah, but I, I, I lived in Canada for a while, and my British accent in Canada was an aphrodisiac. I mean, they loved, they loved, you know, the British accent. It was, you know, a different, a different. I, I didn't change as a person, but but in Canada, they've got more of a kind of respect for the British, and you know, and the the, the, the history is a bit different, and because of that. Yeah, but they, they, they but, 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 but the, Cana- the Canadians would still be part of the Commonwealth, for example, which uh, Ireland yeah, yeah. ditched many, many, many years ago. Exactly. So, you know, so you know, the, the, I haven't changed, but, but people, because you know, people will will use my accent and they'll form an opinion based on you know the, the, the history. And, and, and there's not a lot, lot we can do about that, really. No, it's not the really. Way it is. No, it, Richard, I love your accent for what it's worth. So, thanks very much indeed for talking to us. Um, you're listening to Lunchtime Live here at News Talk. This is Adrian Kennedy with you until uh, two o'clock. It is National Album Day. What is your favourite album of all time? We're going to be talking about that straight after the break. 
Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.